interesting ones. So um, to get us started, I'll introduce myself uh, for anybody who's watching this for the first time or joining us for the first time. I'm Josh, um, also known as Cujo. Uh, we have Dan. Uh, I'm pointing based on my camera position. So I, I'm above uh, you got... on the live stream. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then I got Alex and then Dave over here. Um, so uh, as always, we've been hard at work, but uh, we'll cover that in a little bit. I want to cover a couple of interesting stories um let's see let's go live making this a little more seamless hopefully but uh first is going to be um this comes from a uh, drone insurance company and this covers their um top uh claims in 2021 um so their top most frequent claims come from the obviously the top one is going to be pilot error um, the second is accidental damage um, third is loss of data link fourth is flyaway five is accidental loss six is mechanical failure seven is bird strike wow who's bird striking a well, i'm, I'm guessing that's like uh hawks and stuff taking out the drone yeah it could be yep, there yeah People they are a little aggressive. Eyes on their drones, just <laughs> yeah. kind of hair and eyes. Yeah. Um, loss of power, weather, and theft from a vehicle. Um, and so they go through and break these down. Um, I haven't found any weather I, that's been able to take my drone out yet. I haven't either. Yeah, me but, either. Uh, I've been flying in some crappy stuff here this winter. <laughs> <laughs> I've flown in some pretty high winds and nothing, nothing really. Uh, I mean, obviously you get some power issues and battery drain from that, but that's about it. Um, so they break down each one. So uh, at least the the first four. So accidental damage. Um, obviously, if they're... This is going to be big uh, of, like, flying into things and, and possibly damaging other things. I was kind of uh, surprised Flyaway was so high on that. That seems like something people need to be a little more concerned about not happening. <laughs> Well, you know, and that's the funny thing is I, I would say that a lot of newbie pilots experience that. Um, I mean, even around Christmas or even this time of year when people are taking their drones out and haven't figured out how they work, um, this can be a big issue. And in fact, when I was teaching my wife how to fly, um, I gave her my old ZMR250 and let her fly that and she couldn't figure out how to get it to come down so i had to <laughs> <laughs> grab the controls and help her out a little bit i don't but, know if it happens too much anymore but i know some of the older stuff where if you took off too quick before it really had a good gps location and like you told it to return to home but it thought your home was i don't know the factory it was built in it would right fly off and who knows where it would end up Man, I bet that would confuse the hell out of somebody who first like, got a drone and it just took off on him. <laughs> like, yeah. Come out. Uh, once I had a drone get taken by wind and it flew away and landed in a neighbor's backyard. Oh. A uh, couple blocks away. <laughs> so it was stuck in their tree there on vacation when it happened. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I would I was say. I able to get it back. I mean, I've had more experience with, I guess, technically flyaways more so with uh my wings than than a drone um obviously because 
you can tell it to throttle down. Maybe it didn't receive the instruction, but they're going to cruise for a little bit. Is that more of a glide they... away instead of a fly away? <laughs> I guess it would be. <laughs> Dave's over there quietly laughing. <laughs> but uh, pretty interesting. Uh, pilot error being the top of the list. I mean, that makes sense to me. But yeah, fly away being uh, so high is definitely. Well, you'd think most of the rest of them. Most of my incidents. What's that? I said, I think the gates caused most of my incidents. <laughs> yeah, where is where is race gates on this list of claims? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, let's see. Uh, next up how, was. How, oh, interesting go ahead. How Dan? many of those? Interesting. How many of those? Uh, I think uh, uh, that was uh, the reference. Is how how many of them could be uh, educated? Uh, you know, we could probably make uh, reductions in a bunch of them by. You know, if people took took the time or you know, read a little or mm-hmm. used a simulator or figured out what failsafe was or 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 yeah absolutely um there's a lot of options out there to to get trained up and you know asking around a little bit obviously is going to be a big thing um i mean even just getting the asking questions or joining the the right facebook groups when you're getting started in something uh, those are all things that can that can definitely help. There's a big wall when you first come in that's real hard to get over for sure. Absolutely. And I think part of like for me, when I first started, I just bought a little, you know, thirty dollar Amazon, you know, Hubson. Um, those were big for for learning back when I first started and flew it around the house, line of sight until I could figure out, you know, what everything did. And then I stepped up to start a building. Um my ZMR and, and, and on up. So, you know, I didn't, I, I did try simulators, but they weren't, I mean, back, back then simulators weren't the greatest. Um, and liftoff didn't come out for another, I don't know, two years when I first started. So it's, um, yeah, there've been, there been good RC simulators. Uh, but, uh, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, only, only recently uh, have the drone simulators been, uh, really, gotcha. really good. Yeah, I sure. think the quad racing quad simulators have advanced like real flight oh, yeah. by far. Oh yeah. Some of the model aviation ones. But for sure. All right. So this rolled out. Um this was originally an article in the Washington Post, um where uh DJI has for a long time claimed that uh they have not received funding from uh the, from uh, China state organizations uh, or from the government itself. Um, and uh, in the Washington Post article, they claimed that uh, it found references to investments um, in company reports and articles posted on the sites of state-owned and controlled investors and in analysis by U.S. Video Surveillance Group, IVPM, that there were links between... Um, uh dji and uh china state funding um so uh it says in december dji was one of eight chinese businesses inscribed on a uas or a u.s uh treasury banned list of alleged chinese military industrial complex companies um that came nearly a year after the world's top drone maker went on the u.s department of commerce's entity lists which prohibits businesses operating in the u.s from exporting technology to or investing in cited organizations um 
The Post report says it document uh, says documents it reviewed show foreign investment entities owned or overseen by Chinese uh, China's government um, have invested in DJI in recent years. Those it says include a state assets manager described as having played a key role in promoting partnerships between private enterprises and the Chinese military. Inclusion of that detail will likely embolden accusation by U.S. detractors that DJI Tech has been used in China's surveillance and repression of Muslim Uyghurs in. Uh, Xinjiang province. Um, they also uh, go on to the Washington Post article. I, I didn't post it. Dave, do you have that link handy for that? <clears throat> I do not, but I can look. Okay, for it. I can grab it. Um, I have to pull it out of my email, but um, I, I do want to post it because it, it goes into a lot more detail uh, about military use, uh, military organizations within CCP. Um, uh, purchasing drones from DJI uh, for surveillance uh, and whatnot. Uh, in terms of uh, DJI's response, uh, the, they, uh, there's been an update in response to it. Um, the Chinese government has not invested in DJI. He told Drone DJ, DJI is privately held. The company is solely managed by and majority owned by the founder team. Shareholders other than the founders do not participate in the company's management and operation but act as financial investors whose sole aim is to earn financial return on the investment. So that link I post, is that the one you were looking at? Uh, on February I do 1st. believe so, yes. Let me pop this open. Yes. It's got um, some serious LEDs on that drone shot there. Yeah, for real, right? Um. Let's see. So one, of the, um, one of the things that's really interesting about this article is um, that the Washington Post would uh, would pick it up. The Washington Post is really good about making sure that their sources are verified. And yet, as you look at, you know, they said there are four SOEs, um, state-owned enterprises, that invested in DJI. And that one, that one you have to really question because even publicly held companies that are listed in New York uh, or, or United States exchanges don't comply with United States GAAP uh, accounting principles in reporting. So this DJI is publicly held. How is it that uh, they found four state-owned enterprises that said, oh, yeah, I invested in a privately held company? So it, this this one really makes you wonder, um, and yet uh, I, I I'm an I subscribe I uh, pay attention to the Washington Post and uh, they are a reputable uh, in uh, news get news gathering service and have been for decades and decades. So this one is puzzling. So how is this yeah. different from say Skydio so or Autel? having yeah, government contracts not much you can believe yeah can that's believe something I kind of... sorry no you're fine so i mean to answer dan's question i don't think there is much of a difference the problem i think with um the the appearance of dji having ties with with uh the chinese government right now is that dji is so prolific in the United States, and there's concerns about spying and um, not only that, but exporting technology to China to 
know, let's say I'm a company in the United States. I make a new, uh, a cool new um, drone, you know, processing chip or whatnot, and that get, you know, DJI wants to purchase that. Well, I'm currently prohibited from exporting that to China uh, for fear of any kind of spying or like uh, theft of technology or theft of intellectual property. Um, and as well as, you know, that, you know, could potentially give the Chinese government a, a step up in some way or another. So, I mean, that's the concern. Um, and, you know, in the current political climate, it's, I mean, it's a big concern right now. And it has been for the last several years, at least since what, 2017, 2018. So, um, that would be the, the major concern with DJI. Um, and I'm not saying they are, they aren't. I mean, obviously I'm just reading articles. Um, I haven't dug in, I mean, nor am I going to dig into their books, but, um, I think that, you know, it, it's, I, I can see the concern. I would just like to in. bring it up because this is, uh, the one thing that, uh, can, uh, is agreed on as we've uh, mentioned here in Congress is China bad. So mm -hmm. anything that, uh, uh, helps that cause in Congress uh, will be uh, leveraged, and that's exactly what this is. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at, because it kind of just seems yeah, like I, I, very I mundane this, stuff. This will not be positive for DJI. I mean, in a certain regard, I mean, think of, I, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not for or against or anything. I'm just, you know, playing devil's advocate. But with the, I mean, heck, I, I own DJI. I have you know, the DJI FPV drone, I fly DJI digital, um, HD, but, um, with the amount of DJI drones, if there was a way for them to utilize them to spy in some, some way or another, it's concerning because they're so prolific. Oh yeah. That's um, totally a valid concern for sure. So I don't I mean, think that's one they can really address as long as they keep their software closed either. No, but I mean, at the same time, DJI has, you know, in, in, in a positive light for DJI, they have gone out of their way to create separate versions of their firmware, uh, for us government operations. So the U S department of the interior, um, had DJI, um, basically lock down their, their firmware. So it can't do, it can't transmit any kind of data anywhere. Um, so DJI has, um, gone out of its way to, to, to take that step with the U S government. So, you know, I mean, what, I mean, where, where do you, you got to kind of, you know, pick your battle, I guess, do you side with DJI as, you know, one of the, the major, you know, players in the game in the, in the drone industry, um, yet, you know, condemn them for uh the the possibility of of funding from their local government and um i mean for us and and dan brought up a good point you know places like skydio teal drones um are all receiving u.s government contracts um to kind of take over and fill in that gap that the government created in their own uh drone program um, to, to get, uh, us made drones in, into government, you know, 
government program. And so if you bought one of those drones, obviously you could say, oh my gosh, the U.S. government's spying on us because they're funding these drones. You could say that. Absolutely. In the same way as China. an article saying just that. <laughs> yeah. And to and Bruce's point, he's asking how does it differ than Chinese-made smartphones. Not sure exactly about smartphones, but I know the government has requested that, uh, is it all the telecom departments? or there's mm -hmm. They're getting rid of the Hawaii-branded uh, networking equipment all over the country uh, because of concerns of the Chinese it's not uh, just that a lot of the IP cameras are effing banned as well. A lot of those IP yep. cameras are real shady. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a ton of ton of them. I mean, and even just think of it from this standpoint, how many times have you been talking about wanting a certain product or uh, thinking about a movie or whatnot, and then you log into like Facebook or Instagram, and holy crap, there's an ad for that exact same thing <laughs> right there. I mean. That's happened to me more times than I can count. I can see Alex shaking his head yeah, too. Surveillance is pervasive. Yeah, it is. And so, I mean, there, there's not a difference. You know, it's in in terms of who do you want to have it? Exactly. Not only that, but how, how much is, of your, your privacy are you willing command. to have violated for for convenience? Right. So, it's uh, pretty interesting. Um, so I did want to bring that to light. That's been the biggest kind of, uh, news story of the last week or so. Um, I do want to drop into this, um, and I'm just going to shake my head at it a little bit. <clears throat> well, the, the type really it, make me worried. Well, the headline sounds great. He's criminalized dangerous drone use. I mean, that's exactly oh, yeah. what we want. We only you want know, dangerous we'll drone use. Dangerous. <laughs> well, just dangerous so, uh, things. Yeah, but it, it goes a little bit above and beyond that at this point. So a trio of U.S. Uh, senators has launched a bipartisan effort to create comprehensive uh, federal law that will specifically criminalize most forms of dangerous drone use from tra terror and trafficking activity, agree, uh, with public responders um, or uh, interfering with public responders to emergencies. Also agree. That's a bad thing. Um, the aisle-spanning initiatives by Senator Mark Kelly of my own state of Arizona, Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, and Senator Judiciary Committee member Chuck Grassley from Iowa seeks to both tighten existing laws on dangerous drone operation and close legal gaps that don't specify explicit criminal intent in some cases. The introduction of the Drone Act of 2022 comes not only after the uh, comes after not only the proliferation of private use of UAVs by enthusiasts and blossoming services provided by companies, but also high-profile cases of criminals adopting the aerial tech. Um, illegal deployment of drones has been rising on the U.S. southern border, according to reports, particularly by human traffickers using craft to avoid detection by patrols as they sneak groups of people across. Um, in fact, there was another news story today that I kind of bypassed, but it was... The, um, uh, use of a drone by cartels to smuggle drugs over the border, um, I think here in Arizona. So, um, pretty interesting. Imagine uh, that gets you farther than a catapult. What's that? So I imagine that gets you a bit farther than a catapult. Yeah, probably a little bit. Um, so, uh, the other thing they talk about is, um, even like uh, basically boiling this down to um, bothering your neighbors would be considered a uh, dangerous drone use or 
um, stuff like that. So this is where it starts to get a little ridiculous. Uh, obviously, uh, things like attaching firearms or weapons to a drone are already prohibited. Um, explosives or dangerous weapons. Um, but uh, it's just pretty interesting that, I mean, this could spiral out of control. And to Bruce's I'm point, aren't the all these things right already now. illegal? Like, isn't it already illegal to right. smuggle drugs, whether it's with a drone or not? Or not, right. So why do we need to craft specific rules? I'm reading uh, the bill right now. There's a paragraph here that says that if it can emit uh, interfering electromagnetic radiation, that is misuse of a drone. So basically our video <laughs> transmitters could be well, true. Yeah, anything that transmits drone. RF is interfering in some way or another. Yeah, so yeah. Control like, link. It says, can generate or emit electromagnetic radiation or fields that are capable of jamming, disrupting, degrading, damaging, or interfering with the operation of any technological or electronic asset system, network, or infrastructure, or right. any component or subcomponent thereof. Oof. Yeah, that could mean so anything. Like basically everything. They should make that law for phones too. Right? Right. <laughs> I'd love to see that get passed. So, you know, I mean, this is the this is the kind of stuff. And and, and again, you know, a lot of this stuff is already illegal in some other fashion. Why does it need to be specifically tied to drones? Yeah. And basically that uh, same thing is true for with the FCC with creating uh, interfering RF mm -hmm. anyway, whether it's a drone or not. Or needing to get a license to, you know, to to uh, be able to broadcast at higher power levels. You know, it's just, and I know that most people don't have it, but, you know. Um, so, you know, it's just interesting that uh, uh, this is the case. I am going to read through this. I haven't read through it in its entirety. But, um, you know, considering this is coming from, you know, one of the folks from my home state, um, there may be a strongly worded letter in my new um, to add to the pile of strongly worded letters that I've written. Um, but at any rate, um, we'll be moving on from that. Um, FAA posted this, I believe. I saw it initially on Facebook, I think. Um so they've uh, reached the 1 million milestone for airspace authorizations for drone pilots using the land system. Um, I've, I would have figured we would have hit this a long time ago. I think um, the issue is a lot of people just don't use Lance. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's Lance? Oh, <laughs> right. Super clear on when you should use it for a lot of people. You should so check with it every time you fly. Yep. The Federal Aviation uh, Administration has recently issued its millionth airspace authorization for drone pilots to safely use busy airspace. On the achievement, Terry Bristol, Chief Operating Officer of the FAA's Air Traffic Organization, said, We're grateful to everyone who helped us reach this milestone safely. Um, the collaboration between the FAA and the industry, uh, low-altitude authorization and notification capability, or Lance for extremely short, because nobody wants to say that, Directly supports unmanned uh, aircraft system integration into the airspace. Um, so I, if I, you haven't, go ahead, Dan. I was just gonna say, I suppose I, I, I am about a few dozen of those one million requests. <laughs> yeah, because you live pretty close to an area where you have to do it almost every time. Right? My house is within it, but it, if I go a block away, it's not. I'm just like right on the edge. So yeah, That's fun. and I could just sit here all I day and like. Request yeah. Lance from my desk. 
Yeah, I live right on the border of, and I've shown this on on live streams before, but uh, I live like there's corridors in this giant circle around Phoenix, and I live on the edge of one of those uh, for Goodyear Airport. So, but uh, yeah, I've got a few, a couple of those under my belt as well. So I contributed. <laughs> All right, so let's see. This is uh actually from a strange source for drone news. Uh, <laughs> PC gamer. Today. PC gamer. I did see pictures of this all over the place. That thing looks pretty cool. Yeah, you know, honestly, I'd like to give it a try. It's pretty pretty neat looking. So somebody applied it. <laughs> there you go. Don't hit any gates. style aerodynamics to modern day drones. So they basically used air screws instead of propellers, which is, you know, a propeller is basically an air screw, but in a smaller form. So they go on to say, uh, as far as hobby goes, recreational drones are kind of like the outdoor versions of PC gaming. People are always looking for different parts to improve their machines, be it new, quieter, spinning fans, uh, uh, better power sources or peripherals like cameras and controllers. Many are just looking to make their drones look as cool as possible. Um, this time that retro charm is going all the way back to the 1400s with this wonderfully whimsical drone via, uh, with Da Vinci inspired wings. Um, wings? Excellent drone dubbed the, yeah, I know, right? The excellent drone dubbed the Crimson Spin was built by Austin Preet together with a team from the University of Maryland. Rather than the usual spinning PC fan style wings, this drone uses Archimedes screws to fly, just like in hydraulic machines to lift water or Leonardo da Vinci's famous helicopter design. Um, I will let y'all read the rest of the article. There is a video here. See if I can. Of course, I can't blow it up. That's super. <laughs> At least this one doesn't seem to have any ads. Right? <laughs> the other one I saw had a bunch of ads in it. <laughs> it sure you can looks just cool. Zoom in on the screen. That's probably. true. That thing sounds crazy. <laughs> wonder how many iterations they had to do before they found ones that would not explode while they're spinning <laughs> right probably a lot <laughs> yeah that's interesting i'd fly it <laughs> speaking of combining that's drones and, and video games i wonder when someone's going to come out with a little more augmented reality stuff where when you're flying around you can you know uh, fly through imaginary gates instead of real ones that That'd would be, be cool. really cool. Um, that Can't would. Yeah. What's that? I wouldn't be. Su I wouldn't be surprised if the DJI FPV thing could be updated to do that. It certainly seems yeah. like it could. Because they have the home point thingy. Yeah. Can you imagine like you could download a multi-GP track to it and like go out to your local um, soccer field and it would just put the track oh, out in the middle be... of the field and just fly it. It'd be just like Velocidrone, but in but real, real life. Yeah, like no setup, setup or tear down. But, but you'd have to do something where if you hit the gate, it like spit, like you do a one eighty. <laughs> trying to do a one eighty, some kind of positive feedback, right? Yeah. X just so saying you, while you know, Kara did it. that with their Abio, they did vert, uh, augmented reality stuff with that. I guess that was before my time. That might have been. Maybe people don't care about that. But a little bit of it could be fun. 
Oh, there you go. AR video game capability. That's pretty cool. Huh. I'll check that out. All right. Oh, geez. This thing has a giant. Uh... <laughs> You're all zoomed in. All right. So let me grab this. Uh, this is the last article I have for this evening. Um, FAA Assure A53, uh, Advanced Materials Investigation, Composite Materials Analysis for UAS, and Urban Air Mobility. Uh, Wichita, Wichita State University and Mississippi State University, who are part of the uh, FAA Assure Center of Excellence, are currently working on a research project to identify the type of composite additively manufactured and other advanced material systems used in the construction of current and future unmanned aerial uh, unmanned aircraft systems and advanced air mobility aircraft. Uh, the research program aims to identify the major differences between the use and application of advanced material materials in UAS uh, vehicles compared to traditional materials and manufacturing materials. For example, current certification guidelines developed by the FAA are typically intended for traditional continuous fiber reinforced thermosetting composite materials. Say that 16 times fast. Um, and uh, may not be appropriate for novel UAS and advanced air mobility, advanced materials. Um, therefore, identifying these new material systems and manufacturing me methods would help define future certification requirements. Uh, WSU and MSU teams will conduct an extensive literature review and industry-based survey addressing the above statements to collect the data necessary to support the research effort. Um, Moving on, uh, this collaboration will help the FAA and industry by identifying technical gaps in the current standard methods of qualification and certification of advanced material systems. So this will be interesting to see um, what kind of uh, either um, stress testing current uh, build materials for UAS uh, or possibly new new material types that uh, can be incorporated either in the hobby or in commercial uh, UAS. So that'll be pretty interesting. Yeah, this one struck me as uh, unusual in as much as, what, 787 is composite. Uh, Sikorsky's been shipping um, helicopters that are complete, their airframes completely composite for years. Mm -hmm. So it's like, uh, what are they working on? Maybe, you know, is it uh, structures for jet? just small uas because this one you know the first at first blush i was thinking oh and they even mentioned air mobility so they're mm -hmm. thinking larger aircraft but this you know there there is a ton of science behind uh, you know what's the structural analysis of composite materials for um aircraft that, that you know, are housing people and where we've been using them for years absolutely so well this this one should be interesting interesting to see what uh what they come up with what are they yeah what are they digging into yeah for sure i agree all right well that's all i have for this evening uh alex you got anything for us sir um one thing interesting i don't have a link to it but orca has announced that they're going to be making i believe that they're going to be starting to make their own chips in croatia and their own elect and it's Instead of just assembling in Croatia, they're going to make their own uh, chips in 
equipment there too. Are they currently yeah. having a manufactured in China and then they build the products in Croatia? Or you're not sure? I don't know. I don't know. I just know that they recently made an announcement about um, building their, having all their stuff made in Croatia. And with the new Ghost Uber light for their control, that's also made in Croatia. It doesn't, so I don't know if there's anything from China on it, but it says it's made in Croatia. So it's another interesting thing too. Instead of the um, hunk, you're made in China. Yeah, to, to Dan's point, uh, it, it's important as we go through this. Are the, um, you know, are the components, you know, made uh, in Eastern Europe? Is the, are the PCBs made and the printed circuit boards made in uh, Eastern Europe? And of course, where uh, it does make a ton of sense that the firmware running them uh, would be Orca. So it, the more that's uh, in Eastern Europe, that's uh, a tighter supply chain and. That'll that would speak well for uh, supply chain issues. Yeah, if anything, the last couple of years have told, showed <laughs> us it's don't spread your stuff out. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And... Like... Go ahead, Alex. I was just gonna say, so it looks like they're just moving all their stuff to completely in house. You know, it would be interesting to see, um, and I know parts would be more expensive. But I would be interested to see how if people would be willing to do that. There are chip manufacturing facilities, you know, and, and prototypers and and all that kind of stuff here in the states, including one here, fairly uh, uh, long term one here in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, but uh, and they, as far and I did a little like that much research into them but they do offer prototyping services fairly cheap. So it'd be interesting to see if the hobbyist community would shift into local as opposed to Chinese uh, manufactured electronics. So we're all way too cheap. I don't know what the price. Well, I don't, I don't know what the price difference would actually be, but a lot of the ESC prices and flight controller stuff has been skyrocketing a lot. And it's some of the stuff is, $40 $40 more expensive than it was. I don't know what the uh, difference in cost is going to be for U.S. made, but people are still paying that price currently. Well, that's and also I think, what, all that's out there, too. So, Well, and I'm concerned. I, I guess my concern personally from a personal level is as unrest grows between us and China, what's the repercussions in terms of electronics availability? Okay. You know what I'm saying? And not that I wish anything bad happens, but, you know, that's just a concern. And, you know, as the U.S. is facing its own, you know, inflation, inflationary problems, you know, what's the, you know, what would be the price difference uh, going into all that? So uh, just some, you know, random thoughts I had on an ADD moment. So plus while uh, price doubling is unpleasant for us. You know, with the uh, the total volume set of the market still being in the you know in the prototype uh, or early production numbers for a normal uh, chip uh, house, you know, doubling from forty to eighty dollars, you know, doesn't even uh, raise eyebrows in uh, in most uh, processor uh, firms uh, in the prototype stages, which is mm-hmm. that's the volume set that we're in. Um, you know, until right. you start to get out to seven or eight figures. You know, then then pennies make a huge difference, right? You know, pennies yeah, in sure. cost, pennies in price. 
Yeah. All right, Dan, oh, yeah. you got anything for us? I don't have anything new, but I was going to ask Dave if he has any updates on the Beyond Visual Line of Sight arc and if uh, they have presented their or submitted their paper yet to the FAA. Not yet. Stand by. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be getting really close any day now, right? They're, fi they're fixing to deliver it. They pushed it out, I think, about a another month in, uh, at, at least. So if uh, if the BV loss uh, arc uh, report goes to the FAA in March, I will be a happy guy. Uh, I think that's about the uh, the time frame. They're supposed to deliver another version of the report. And uh, the previous version that was uh, dropped on December 17th received over 500 uh, strong comments. And uh, they had to uh, um, work on those and resolve those. So... so that's what's been taking some time. And the original so deadline was uh, that, that's November. Uh, not too, not too quickly. Frozen. Can anyone hear me? <laughs> we yeah. we yeah, can we hear can. you. Your video's frozen, but we can still hear you. <laughs> not sure you can hear us though. Uh oh, <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> I'm thinking he can't uh, hear us when that happens. Oh man, that sucks. He's having some technical difficulties tonight, more so than usual. <laughs> He went on vacation and all his technology revolted while he was gone. Yeah. <laughs> Gave him time alone. <laughs> yeah, so I was just going to say, uh, I think the original deadline was in November, if I remember right, the end of November. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely dragged on a little bit, but uh, for good reasons. Uh, if they had submitted what they had to back then, there would have been a lot more uh, people upset about it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, we'll, we'll look forward to that. We still haven't, <laughs> we still haven't had any, uh, updates on the CBO, um, right. Uh, circular that went out a while back. So we're waiting on that patiently. Um, oh yeah. And other... Dave's reminding uh -huh. us that the, the next, what used to be a DAC, the AAAC meeting <laughs> is coming Ack. up in two weeks. <laughs> Oh, it's horrible, but true. <laughs> Wednesday. So that will be... I heard some people calling it the triple AC now, too. Yeah. But ACK is better. Yeah, I like ACK. ACK, ACK, ACK. Well, ACK, ACK, right? Anti-aircraft fire? Isn't that the... Yeah, well, I know, and uh, Jay Merkel's already refer referenced uh, Martians. Uh, oh, God, the Jack Nicholas movie. <laughs> Yeah, so that'll be before that'll be on the day we have our next community meeting. So it'll happen earlier in the day. So this, this is our last meeting the before that. From Mars attacks. Mars attack. Thank you, Cujo. Perfect. Yeah, we got to slip that into the uh, into a slide. That would be hilarious. So we'll be sure to try to post stuff on on our Discord and on Facebook, reminding people when that event goes live. I assume it'll be on YouTube, Twitter, whatever they usually stream it on. Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. All right, so uh, we do have some other things in the work that we are uh, patiently working on, um, and hopefully we can roll some of that out to you guys in the near future. Oh, that's right. But, I uh, put together a new web page. For, yeah? For, I'm sure everybody here already knows how to fly their drones in cold weather, but if they want any more tips on flying in cold weather, I added a, a cold weather flying new article, right? article to our website. Yeah. We'll pop the link. Oh, boy, if I can find it, right? 
<laughs> well, you wrote it, and you kind of run the This is a popular topic. There are a number of people across the country who are saying, yeah. Talking to you any, about this, yeah. Anyone have any tips on flying in the cold? Does it make any difference? Plug in a battery and fly. Make any batteries charge. Alex, send it Suarez. <laughs> and then I will say that Alex is, uh, looks like he's modeling one of our uh, fancy t-shirts, fancy new t-shirts designed uh, in collaboration with Miss Creature. You can get those on our website as well. Uh, there's two different versions. There's a racing one and a freestyle one. So uh, definitely check those out. Um, but uh, beyond that, I think that's all we've got for this evening. So I'll give you back the rest of your evening, 15 minutes early. Unless anybody and, else uh, has questions for us at all. Oh, yeah, totally. Thank you for <laughs> But people don't tend to want to talk to us too much for some reason. Well, hey, I appreciate the the feed, uh, the the interaction we've gotten this evening. Uh, mm -hmm. That's the kind of stuff we're looking for. So, um, guys, you know, it's not just us talking. Uh, feel free to jump <laughs> in. We'd love to hear from you. It's also um, Dave over there. It looks like, oh, he was permanently having a drink there. <laughs> He's been doing some good kill shots, honestly. I love it. I love it. No, it's, it's, it's water, honestly. Yeah, sure, whatever. No judgments here. Uh, it's really funny, Dave, because you just have like one frame every couple minutes, and usually you just get stuck in whatever pose you're at there. It usually chooses good ones for you. It does, yeah, for sure. We'll Great. try and get those uh, technical difficulties worked out for you by the next meeting. That would be good. All right. Uh, all right. So we'll see you guys in two weeks, and uh, uh, and we'll have, have an act to talk fun. about. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> um, check out Dan's article and get out and fly. Um, unless you're in Arizona, where there's no snow. Yeah, it's it's warming up here in New York. We'll be yeah. looking no, forward to your flying wind in hot. It's annoying. In hot weather tips this summer. <laughs> it's the first day. It hasn't been below zero here in a while. I went out and flew. Oh, there you go. Anything anything above zero is great flying weather, right? I had to knock a bunch of snow off my drone, but, you know, these things happen. Yep, sure does. All right, take it easy, guys. Have a great night. Thank you. Thank bye you. Bye. Have a good evening.